This is the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. Achieving your dream retirement is a lot like making the big leagues. To achieve your dreams, you need great coaches. Each week, Greg and Danny share insights to help you reach your financial goals and achieve your retirement dreams. Now, the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. And the other guy. That would be me, Bill Seller. How are, how are you, gentlemen? Good to see you. Hey, man. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> how goes it, guys? Um, I'm all right. I'm all right. I, I do love it, though, because like every week, Danny just always starts by laughing. You know, he's like, I, I don't know if that's a laugh because he's read something funny or he's going, what have I got myself into? Uh, he's, he's having more fun in his studio than we're, we are in ours. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Apparently, it's a little but, of both. A uh, little, little of both. I got to... <laughs> You know, what in the world have I got myself into? But here we go, uh, right? Well, we'll figure that out. We'll <laughs> figure it out. Down. Yeah, we're pretty far down the road. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, thank you for uh, for listening to the podcast. If this is your first time finding us and you would like to hear more, please go ahead, hit your subscribe, like button, whatever you have there, follow on your podcast player, because we do try to get these out for you every Monday. And uh, Greg and Danny are here to help you talk about retirement, finances, getting through life, getting to retired life, and most importantly, uh, for guys my age, getting through retired life, hopefully in a lifestyle that we enjoy. And uh, how, how to do that gets tougher all the time when you've got things that are always attacking your money that you put away, right? Things that we we can't control, like inflation and interest rates and all those things. So we talk a lot about the things that we can do to to you know what we can control and how to make sure our money sticks with us and we will get to that here pretty soon um but speaking of controlling money do you guys see this story from the was it a water company in a little little town in uh well not a little town i guess it's uh just west of montgomery alabama this lady paid her bill she paid her water bill 72 dollars, but apparently shorted them 26 cents so they shut her water off and then charged her $75 to turn it back on. And then it probably cost them more operationally to do all that. Well, it, it's crazy, right? Because of 26 cents. But the spokesperson for the water company said, we've got 800 customers. We do everything across the board. Because if you do it for one, then you have to do it for all the others. 26. And 26 cents is still 26 cents, right? Uh, well, that's, that's what they said. <laughs> that's, that's a hard line. That is a hard now, line. I just... Now, you know, with all with all due respect, and, you know, if, if you're a big fan of Ricky Bobby, once you've said with all due respect, you say pretty much whatever you want to. Yeah, pretty uh, much. <laughs> yeah. That is, with 800 customers, well over $200. So, mm. <laughs> that's, I couldn't I, believe that, though. Yeah, that's a, it's a large amount of change there, I guess. I, I, I saw Tough that. world we're living in, I guess. Well, how, yeah, how, I mean, about, how about a late notice, right? Or a second warning? Yeah, something. I mean, yeah. something. So much for carrying it over to next month's bill, right? Jeez. No kidding. Right. Yeah. But I, I will tell you, in, in my own personal experience from years ago, the water companies are tough, man. They don't play. Yeah. I mean, I've had that happen in my earlier years, but uh, and, and it turned out to be their fault. It was a mistake on their end. Mm. But I didn't have water for three days. But anyway. Yeah, okay. they're screwed. And if you sell a house and there's any kind of past due water bill, that they'll find that during the title check. They, oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Today, we wanted to, to, to get into this article, I know, Greg, that you found from uh, Emily Sherman. She's a personal finance contributor to uh, the U.S. News and World Report. 
And it's the nine ways to improve your finances this year in 2024 and the things that, you know, if you're, if you're trying to get better financially, things that you can actually do. Yeah, we thought this would be helpful to share um, just some short-term goals for improving your finances this year. Really, what we found helps people move forward and get going is to have some sense of accomplishment. And that usually is you set some goals or task and you get and you get those done and you complete them. And so what this author uh, is saying, this personal finance writer is saying is that you can create these goals and accomplish them within a year. And it can be small things like saving for smaller purchases, uh, you know, really being disciplined. Because as Danny's talked about before, if you got savings and then you see something shiny, hey, I want that and you pull it out of savings, that's really not the right thing to do. Instead, you should say, hey, here's a budget or here's an allocation for things that come up that I might want, or go ahead and say, hey, I want these things, and let me create uh, that as a goal. So I thought it'd be something good for us to talk through this this list that she has. One of the things I like about this article, too, is it's things that you can do this year. I think sometimes when we look at um, goal planning, we like to do three, five-year style planning, and, and sometimes we realistically never get to those goals. And so these are things that uh, we're going to talk about are things that you can start doing this year. And if you do them, uh, you know, as best of your ability, but look back at the end of the year, I think you're going to see a vast improvement in your finances. So I really do like the list and, and how it was put together. Yeah. So let's kick it off. So the first one says, understand your financial situation, which is what we talk about a lot. And you can do that at the beginning of the year. It's a good time to do it. You, you're past the holidays. You've got all these goals and uh, maybe resolutions that you've set out. But uh, to do that, um, you need to understand where you are and do that through an inventory of what your current savings is, what your current net worth is, which includes your debt, and, and start to look at where you are, even an examination of your credit score. And there are a lot of resources out there that allow you to uh, pull your credit score from all three bureaus at no charge. And that's a way you can be accurate and get an idea of where you are, what's your ability to borrow money if you had to do that, what's your ability to fund a short-term financial emergency if you had to do that. So the first tip is to understand where you are uh, and create a goal timeline. You want to be at a certain point at a certain time. And if you need some help with that, again, they're, they're financial planners and advisors uh, that specialize in this. That's one of the things that Danny and I are very keen on with our clients, uh, understanding budgeting and, and goal setting. Yeah. And I just like to say with the creating a goal timeline, I like to do 90 day planning. And this is one of the things that I think helps us become more realistic with some of the things that we want to do is if we are setting a realistic timeline and every 90 days we want to look back and see what we accomplished. I think we're more um, in line to be able to achieve some of these things that uh, we're looking at saying we want to accomplish. And so when I'm working with my clients, I, I really like to look at, you know, every 90 days, every 90 days, this is what we're going to do. And this is what we're hoping to achieve, whether it's, you know, an emergency fund or something like that. You know, uh, how long is it going to take us to get there? Okay, six months. So let's break this thing up. And I'm going to probably have to tighten your belt a little bit, you know, for the next uh, couple of months. But this is why we're doing it. And then at the end of that 90 days, we can look back and see all we've accomplished. And then there is a sense of accomplishment uh, with that. Jumping to the next point, she talks about reconfiguring your budget. And I, I think this is something that 
as the new year comes in, it's a great time to look at uh, things from a fresh uh, standpoint. You know, the holidays are over and all those sort of things. And you're kind of getting back into the routine. You know, when is the last time you reviewed your budget? And this could be a good time to do everything from uh, making adjustments to your savings, uh, how much you're putting into your retirement accounts, to actually seeing if there are some things that, you know, have been paid off. Maybe you've been able to pay off some debt, some credit card uh, debt or something like that. And now not so much money is going towards that. And you can put it back into your savings. But I think it's a big, a great time to look at your budget and say, okay, what things do I need to adjust going forward so things can be different this year? Remember, look, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And that's one of the things that I think we really have to be sticklers about is what change do we want to see this year? And when we start to look at our budget, you know, what things can I kind of take out that kind of, you know, maybe gotten out of hand last year. You know, we all use Christmas as an excuse to over um, spend on some things and that's fine. Holidays are over. You know, we're getting back to business. Looking at your budget is a great way uh, to kind of keep you in good financial health. Uh, in terms of changing things up, it, the the next point is adjust your investment strategy at least once a year. It's crucial to look at what kind of investment asset allocation you have to make sure that you're set up to meet those goals. And this these goals would be for retirement. Uh, has your risk tolerance changed? Has your time horizon changed? Meaning, do you want to retire early or later? Uh, has something changed with the family? Uh, you know, a lot of our generation and, and um, other generations are bringing in elderly parents to live with them, which is another layer of expense and consideration in terms of how long you're going to work. So working with a professional to adjust your investment strategy and your outlook for retirement is very important as well. It, it also talks about long-term goals for improving your, your uh, finances. So <clears throat> that's really the first section of this article when it talks about understanding your financial situation uh, and what we need to do there. The next segment talks about building a strong uh, foundation, and really that's with emergency funds and debt management, which, Danny, I know you, you're really passionate about people having funds that they can can tap into and be ready to access at any time. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. And I think one of the biggest reasons um, I stress that one, I know how important it was for me, you know, adding a element of financial freedom. And, and that's what the emergency, you know, fund gives you, you know, and I love the way, again, the article talks about the short term goals, building into long term goals, getting the budget and everything squared away to be able to put more money away into your emergency fund. So over the long haul, when emergencies happen and look, they're going to happen. You're going to have things that pop up that you're not prepared for, whether it's, you know, uh, God, you blow a tire, you know, here out in Rhode Island during the winter, you know, they have potholes uh, the size of small craters. And so, you know, you're going to hit one every now and then you're going to pop a tire. You know, what if the boiler goes, you know, you have to replace the boiler like these things happen and not to have to make a crucial decision, a, a life changing decision because you don't have the finances to handle these emergencies is uh, a sense of freedom that you can't get from anything else. And that's what building an emergency fund allows you to do. You know, you can handle, you know, so uh, life's uncertain problems, these critical things that are going to come up that if you're not prepared for really could mean the difference between making the mortgage payment or having enough money to put food on the table at the end of the month. 
this is what building an adequate uh, emergency fund allows you the freedom to be able to do. Or I even tell some of my clients, you know, there are days where, you know, you're not you're not feeling well and maybe you're sick and things of that nature. And, you know, uh, you don't have to go in. You know, you, you can stay home, you can recover and, and take the time you need and not have to feel the pinch of not having, you know, enough income coming because now you've missed the day, you know, of work. This is what uh, building um, an excellent uh, emergency fund does for your overall financial picture. Something else that she talked about in the article was, you know, also looking for and you can find these right now, high yield savings accounts. There is nothing worse than having money in a bank that is uh, not receiving anything as far as interest. I mean, Lord knows you can go online anywhere nowadays and I I think anywhere from four percent and up. You know, I know there are some banks here in Rhode Island that are around five and a half percent, you know, as far as uh, just interest rates, you know, putting your money in the best place to make money for you. And if you're going to sit it in the bank, at least, you know, try to get something for, for it. But building that strong emergency fund is is vital. Yeah. And, and your point on those high yield savings accounts, if a bank's going to only pay you one percent or less, think about the fact that they're going to make 20 percent on your money, on your deposits. Right. They're going to use them to back loans mm-hmm. and credit products and money market uh, accounts. And so you really want to get in on that goodness. You should at least have a savings account that keeps up with the f- inflation. And I think at latest look, we're using three point five percent in our models for for inflation. So if you're not getting at least three point five percent on a savings account. You're really wasting your time. Another couple of points that we'll 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 uh, highlight from this article is paying down debts, uh, and we've we've gotten into this before about carrying debt, especially credit cards, revolving credit cards. They can be as much as thirty percent interest if you don't watch it because they kind of mm-hmm. increase those over time. Yeah, you can call there, it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can call the credit card company and say, hey, what about this one? I started out, I was at nine. Now I'm at 30. What What are we doing? But keeping those balances low, we talked about that in the past, how to play the statement game and get that balance as low as possible before a statement post to boost your credit and preserve your score. And then increase your earning potential is another point. And that is, you know, we, we all get comfortable. We go through life um, at times that we don't think about. Uh, that a year's gone by, two years have gone by, look for new job opportunities or look for ways yeah. to advance at your current company. There's nothing wrong with that. Look for opportunities to bring in additional income in the house. Everybody doesn't want to be an entrepreneur, but there may be things, uh, as they say, the quote unquote side hustle that you can do that you could aim at your goals, whether that be reducing debt, increasing savings, et cetera. Um, and then finally, identifying your priorities. Everybody's got different financial goals. We did an episode recently about uh, marriage and getting on the same page with the spouse. But it's really true. Everybody should will have different financial goals. But you got to understand what are your goals? What do those mean for you? And then how do you get there? Because no matter what your priorities are, um, large savings goals are going to take time. And so you need a strategy to reach them. So we really like this article. Uh, there's some other points in it uh, that we could you know, cover, but we encourage you to go out there and Google it and uh, potentially uh, put some of the things in place that that is highlighting. Anything else you want to hit on in this article, Danny? Well, just the um, importance of getting started. 
you know, sometimes you look at lists and you look at all the things you want to accomplish and it can be overwhelming and you start to get analysis paralysis where you're overanalyzing everything and, oh, well, I can start here. I can do this and I can start over here and do that. And you end up not doing anything. I encourage you just to get started. Just get started with one uh, thing this month. The next 90 days, if it's uh, paying down debt, which I think is another great way to add more income to your wallet is if you don't have to put out money to pay off debt, you can put that money to use other places in your financial life. And, you know, if that's what you're going to do, pay down a certain credit card. The next 90 days, just come up with a plan and execute on paying down that debt. If it's building up your emergency fund. Maybe you want to get a thousand dollars saved in your emergency fund. Whatever it is, just get started. As always, guys, these are just great points and great things for everybody to think about. You know, um, especially Danny, I, the the idea of working in ninety day increments is kind of like when you you approach a diet, right? Or you you get back into working out. You don't want to set those big goals, right? You want to set smaller, achievable goals, and then. Each one stacks on top of itself. And next thing you know, you've hit that big goal, right? Yeah. Compounding, building on small changes. And listen, if you want to find out more about Greg and Danny and, and what they can do for you, check out icebluemoney.com. That is the website. That's also how you, you can get in touch with these guys. And again, thank you very much for listening and for uh, subscribing. I'm going to thank you ahead of time. Even if you haven't subscribed yet, please do go ahead. It helps them out there know that we're here. And uh, that way you won't miss an episode every week when they come out, subscribe, follow, like whatever button you have. So we will uh, talk again next week, gentlemen, until then, yes, sir. have a good one. Yeah. And remember what comes easy won't last long and what lasts long won't come easy. Hey, keep believing what you're building guys till next time. You've been listening to Greg Carter and Danny Bullock and the Ice Blue Money Podcast, helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any comments regarding safety and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advice products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. No legal advice options or recommendations are being made in respect to this proposal. You should consult your tax professional or attorney concerning such advice and opinions.